Hello, everybody. How are you doing? So-so? <laughs> are you tired? Yes? I like this saying, life is tough. Get over it. Because <laughs> it ain't getting any easier. It ain't getting any easier, right? Unless you have drinky apple. What? It ain't getting easier. Something like that? Okay. Woo. Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you for being the teacher in our midst. It's not Eric teaching to you. It's together coming to the Holy Spirit, the teacher. And he's using me. But we're coming to Jesus' feet together. So, Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes, touch our brains, our understanding. Spirit of revelation, would you come and feed us and <sighs> unveil the truth? Because all truth is truth of God. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm glad to be alive. It's a good day to be alive. Amen. So we're going to talk about leadership in the house of prayer this morning. There are several people of faith in the room because I heard someone say that's nice. They haven't heard anything yet, but they're already like, oh, that's nice. It's good to have people like that. Okay, you know everyone is a blessing in the church, right? Amen. Leadership in the house of prayer. There you go. My house shall be a house of prayer. And with the house, there's always a cat, right? <laughs> this this school is really amazing. This school when we started in 2015, several of us were already there. A lot of us were already born, but several of us were already uh, doing that school. And uh, I just saw the beauty of having Americans join with Europeans and each one bringing their specific color and their skills. Just the beauty of having the, the YWAM and uh, EPP, um, the logistics, the people on site, the organizational skills, then having all these students and staff from America come with uh, their gifts and callings and skills. I really could feel like after World War II, you know, when the Americans came and delivered us from the oppressor, I could really feel um, like out of the worst things, God glorifies his name. I love this verse that all circumstances are used by God. That's a free tendon translation for the glory of God. And I think this is really helpful when we feel like we've messed up, it helps us to know that God can use the ugliest things. And we have to be careful when something good happens to us or something bad to our eyes. It's not always, oh, that's from God, that's from the devil. Okay? It's way more complicated, but it's way more better because God is using all things. Because his preoccupation is not our comfort. <laughs> he loves us so much that he's willing, you know, to give us a spank or to um, redirect us or to correct us. Because if he doesn't correct us and guide us, then we are bastards, okay? We do not have legit, legitimate parents. And so we are daughters and sons. That's why he takes good care of us. So leadership in the house of prayer we are going to um, have a little bit of a, a four-part morning. We're going to go over a little bit of teaching 
Then we'll have a little reflection time and we'll put you guys into groups. And then we'll have a little time of sharing and Q&A and different steps. And then we'll finish with uh, One Level Global Online Coaching. So the, the opportunity to keep this story going on through monthly connections. Does that sound good? Hallelujah. So you guys have your sheet. Oh, you're not even listening to me. You're looking at all those fancy things. Oh, I made a mistake, a teaching mistake. Never give out the outline before it's ready time to do it. Okay, so leaders, a good leader is point one. Do you see the elephant? How many legs does the elephant have? Four. Are you sure? <laughs> Come on. How many legs does an elephant have? <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little trick just to make you think. Um, and then the next one, we won't take all of them now. What's the next picture? Two arrows. So which one has the longest line? <laughs> yeah, you guys know that, huh? So it's the same. So as leaders, we have to be very careful because reality doesn't always look like what we think. Okay? I like to um, think of the truth and the reality. So the, the reality is, yes, I'm tired, but the truth is I can do all things in Christ. The reality is maybe I'm sick, maybe I have a problem with my leg, maybe it's hard with my boss, but the truth is I am healed in Christ. And the point is not to complain about reality, it's to bring in truth. It's to stretch out, everyone stretch out your hand to heaven Everyone stretch out your hand. I'm watching you. Stretch out <laughs> and pull down the truth on earth. Okay? One more time. So we take what is ours, our inheritance, the healing, the joy, the peace, and we pull it down. Heaven, say it with me, heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. I'm an excellent leader. I'm an excellent leader. I'm an excellent leader. Amen. Because we're all called to lead. Okay? When we lead, we serve. And when we serve, we lead. Does that make sense? You are in a leadership position, whatever it looks like. Even when you're just cleaning the, the bathroom, you are leader over your brush. And your detergent, you know, there's a leadership in it. Then you grow, and instead of overseeing two toilets, you're overseeing four all of a sudden. Okay? There's a growth, and you're learning, and the Lord is there. The Lord has always used the trash in my life to bless me and make me meek and make me grow. So I would take out the trash, you know, with five children, a dog, and a cat in Kansas City, 40 degrees. So I take out the trash. But I figure out it's the wrong day. And so what happens during the night? Raccoons come. And there's trash all over the place. And your meat has already become worms that are going to become flies. So then you go to the side of the road and you take everything back. And that's when you realize that the truck was coming the next day because it was a holiday. But it was too late because it just passed in front of your nose. Okay. So your trash, like five big bags, is there in the garage, 40 degrees, okay? And it only comes the week after, and then the week after, and blah, blah, blah. So wherever I go as a missionary, the Lord has used the trash. So since then, I've decided that the devil would not get me. And so I pray in tongues when it happens. I pray in tongues, and I've grown so much in patience and endurance so the Lord, so I could have complained, you know, I could have uh, yelled at my wife, but I've already understood that happy wife, happy life. <laughs> exactly. So as leaders, we want to have a vision. Point A, someone who has followers. So it's not like one day someone shows up and says, you're a leader, even if it can happen. But a leader demonstrate that, demonstrates that he's a leader because people start following him. 
You're inspiring to me. I am touched by your testimony. I am touched by your life. I want to follow you. So back in the day with Jesus, they would literally follow him, you know, stepping behind him. But today with our cars, you're not just going to have someone who follows you with their car, you know. They will follow you because of your life, lifestyle, and because you will teach with what you do and not just with your words. Does that make sense? Where are my worship leaders? Do we have some worship leaders here? Okay, so first of all, you are servants to make others successful. It's not about us. You know, it's like the pianist, the difference between a pianist and God. Do you remember? The God doesn't think he's a pianist. <laughs> okay. Um, full of conviction. This is one strong point of being a leader. A leader in the house of prayer, a leader in your church, a leader in your youth group, a leader on your uh, YWAM base. You want to be full of conviction. So this goes with point D. Oh, but what about C? And some people are already preoccupied. He jumped point C. That's okay. We'll get to it. So point D, you want to have ideas that become beliefs and convictions that lead into action. Okay? That's kind of the point. So during these three weeks, you've received ideas and beliefs have changed because revelation has come. You're going to go back home. You're going to dig into the word of God. And you're going to make it your own, okay? Very important, like the Bereans who would check everything that was told to them to make sure. We talked about baking your own bread, fresh bread, not just uh, toasts from other people, but making your bread in the morning with the word of God, with the voice, I hear the voice of God. Who has experienced breakthrough in hearing the voice of God since they're here at this school? Who has experienced breakthrough? Three people Hallelujah. Six, seven people. Hallelujah. So I pray for more, for way more. Who has started journaling since they're here and has engaged in this conversation with God? Who has started journaling since these three weeks? One person, two, three. Hallelujah. More, Lord. More. Okay, so now let's go to point C. A leader is someone who has passion. So this constant source of energy. So it doesn't mean that he doesn't rest or he's never tired. But there's something in him or her that goes forward. He is also a manager. So as you are in the house of prayer or wherever you are, you can't just have the vision and be like, hey guys, do it. You really need to do it yourself and be a model, an example. Of course, later on, you'll have people who will come and help you. But first of all, you want to be the person who also brings heaven on earth the vision of a house of prayer is amazing and then you incarnate it and you start a prayer meeting we have friends in canada they've been talking to us about a house of prayer since at least three years and we're a little bit sad because they got all excited about a building then it didn't happen and we're three years later and we've been telling them your house of prayer is people how come you don't meet at least once a month, once a week to pray. You know, people will do anything to not pray. They'll even have committees, meetings to talk about prayer. Always find something else to not pray. It is a battle. It is a battle. So when you have a vision, you need to do it and be hands on deck. Amen? You are a shepherd, point G, because people will gather with you. And so they will have issues. You know what happens when God brings a new revelation on earth or does something new? A lot of time, it's the weak and broken who respond. And we're like, why didn't you send me the skilled and talented to make it so much easier? So a lot of time, weak and broken people come and we want to be able to embrace them and bring them to a process of healing into what God is doing so that's part of the deal if you're a leader you still have a shepherding part I don't feel you know in the five-fold ministry apostles pastors shepherds prophets teachers evangelists I don't feel a calling of shepherd 
um, for me. But I still want to be like Jesus. I feel another calling, which is okay. But we can't just say it's not for me. But at the same time, leaders, if you're called for a house of prayer, leadership in the house of prayer, you're doing something that is um, countercultural. You're a pioneer. Point H, you are a servant full of humility. Even when you make mistakes in your spelling. Did you like the humility? <laughs> That's pretty. I want to grow in humility. <laughs> I, you are a reader. That was a good one, right? You liked it? <laughs> um, a reader. Readers are leaders and leaders are readers. So you want to hear God's voice, but you also want to listen to others. We have two ears and only one mouth. So it means we need to listen twice as much. Great. Um, at this point, uh, I would just like to know kind of what does home look like for you? When you go back, what does home look like for you? So if home mainly looks like a house of prayer, because we all have mixes of different you know, activities, but if it's mainly house of prayer, or if you want to focus on house of prayer, would you just raise your hand? And I would like to count just to understand what our group is made of. Okay, approximately eight people. Um, can I have you, um, Amy, maybe count all the people in the room? And you'll give me that information um, afterwards. Thank you. Now, if your um, going back home looks mainly like a youth group. So you're going to a church, but like your focus is a youth group. Maybe I'll put all the groups. Um, so it's not like there's not a youth group in a church, okay? It's, it's like your focus. Now you, you choose. Does that make sense? Just kind of, um, am I missing maybe a YWAM base we have? Yes? What, what kind of idea? No, I'm, I'm, I'll count you guys after. I'm just putting up the ideas so you can kind of choose. Does, it, does that kind of, um, everyone fits in a category? Okay, we'll just put others. Okay, if it's more like a youth group or maybe a prayer group, even if they're not very youthful, <laughs> a small... Um, or a small family group or house group. Do we have anyone here? No one. Okay. Choose one category. Just choose one, please. Just, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Great. Thank you very much. Then it's, it's really like church, regular, you know, Sunday service, um, prayer meeting, but it's really like the church you're going back to, strong into a church context. Who is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. Why wham base? We have at least one, two, three, four, five, six. And others. <laughs> so here we have 18, 24. We have 30 people. How many are we, Amy? Around 53. <laughs> okay. So as you noticed, we have very little people who are super house of prayer oriented, okay? Could, could you just write down those, uh, those figures, Amy? And then you'll be able to rest. Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. But I know you have such a servant heart that it's no problem for you, right? <laughs> Pardon me? Okay. And you too? And you didn't raise your hand? Okay, great. <laughs> you too? <laughs> okay, this is why math, this sign is so helpful. Great, so that is helpful to kind of know where we're navigating. Okay, as you go back home, whatever it looks like, it has always been our desire, especially in our workshops, in our teams, that you would understand the values of what we do. 
Why do we sing one after the other? Well, so we can hear each person. Why is the worship leader in charge? Well, because we need a leader. It's way more easier. Is he better? No, he's usually the worst on the team, okay? But he's still in leadership. So one day you're a worship leader and the other day you're singer number three. Is that a problem? Yes, for some people it is. But that's what we want to do, okay? If I can't be singer three or just the one who does the triangle out of 120 minutes, there's this 10-second window, and he has to hit the triangle the right moment. <laughs> so what is he going to do during the 119 other minutes? That's up to him and his God, right? So that's a value. Do we want to do it together? Yes, because there's teamwork. Is it interesting that we know when the chorus is finished? Yeah, because if we're singing, Jesus, we love you. Jesus, together with me, love you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love Oh, God. There's not Jesus. Oh, sorry. Okay, so that's why we communicate. Does that make sense? Oh, they told me, you know, at the teaching, we had to end the chorus this way. Um, I don't agree with that. It's not biblical. Plus the holy, you know? So we have sometimes. But the, do, it, do it as you want. But the value behind is that we communicate. And if you don't communicate, what happens is that people are dependent on you. So they have to look at you. Is he done or not? And then you feel so important because people have to look at you. But if you sing it clearly at the end, then everyone knows it's done and we can go on. Okay? Does that make sense? Oh, great. For two people. Makes sense for two people. Does that make sense? Okay. So the values are deeply biblical. The model, the structure is inspired by those elements, but the values are deeply biblical. Then um, look at those values. Values, not a model. A, enjoyable. When there is joy, people show up. When there is joy, there is freedom. There is breakthrough. The house of the Lord is a house of joy. So it means there needs to be life. Like when I talked on meditating on the word, you want to keep a life in what you do. So life, look at life. Look at bees, look at flowers, look at trees. It's very easy. God gave us creation to inspire us. So life can be structured and life can be messy. Life can be colorful and it can be rainy. Amen? Then keep it all so short. It is always better to frustrate people because they want more of your prayer than to bore them. But people don't get that. It's so hard in our societies to have people who are short and to the point. So that takes preparation, which means humility. You want to grow in humility? Be short. You want to be humble? Be short. Prepare. Take time. You know, get your ideas straight and then share. Does that make sense? So it takes a lot of humility to be short. B, vision and long term. So, of course, you want to have a vision. You want to know clearly what you want. We've met a lot of people who are like, hey, I have a church and I really love the house of prayer. I think we're going to add a house of prayer to it. Oh, yeah, and we also do prayer rooms. Yeah, and we also do this and this and this, you know. And so they put a little bit of spices in what they're doing, which is still okay, you know. It's biblical. But what are you doing? Are you building a house of prayer or are you adding some prayer to your church? And both are fine with me, you know. It's just not the same vision. And if you have two visions, you have division. Okay? Does that make sense? Like someone who's bilingual, what does he speak? Two languages. And if he's trilingual, three languages. No, if he's trilingual, he tries to speak another language. So you have to know um, a vision and long term. A lot of people are like on fire and then they start 10 prayer meetings every week and after six months they're exhausted, burn out, and then they don't want to hear anything about house of prayer. So you want to extend in hours, but you also want to have these few hours with a full team. It's very important that you're not on your own too often. So yes, there's the audience of one, but that's not enough, okay? 
It's, it has to be complementary with a full team. So you need to be long term. It's like when you do fundraising, you prefer having one partner who gives you $50 a month rather than once 200 or once 300 because you want to build a relationship and you're going for the long term. You want to still be doing it in 20, 40, 60 years, enjoying Jesus. Can you imagine? We'll still be enjoying Jesus. So that's the vision we want to have for long term. Okay, those were a few points. Um, let's look at this little girl, the picture of the little girl praying. So how many ears does she have? How many ears? Not years, come on. Okay, I don't know. It's just a picture of a girl praying, you know. So you don't have to count her ears. Now look at good. What do you see written in black? Is it written good? Or is it written something else? Evil. <laughs> Can you see it's written evil? Okay. It's life. Life is tough. Get over it, right? So sometimes good is not God. There's good ideas and there's God ideas. So it's not because something seems fancy or trendy or that's what other people are doing, that you want to embrace it. Now, can everyone see the picture of the face? Is there something written in the face? If you put the face horizontally. <laughs> can everyone see that? It's written liar. Well, that's intense. That's not nice, someone would say, you know. But sometimes it's the way it is. Okay. So, um, let's look at a few steps. Oh yeah, there's alcohol here. I thought YWAM bases were dry. They hide the alcohol in the spray. So we'll call this steps if you want to take notes. So here is Jesus. Here's Jesus at the center of who we are. And then it's us. So it's me. And we are in Jesus. Okay? So that's our identity with the Father. That's who we are, who are called to be. And then we have two legs. Okay, this is a leg. <laughs> and we are walking. And those two legs are like prayer and the word. And we're going forward from glory to glory. Then you are in an environment. It can be your church, your reality, which is not always the truth. Okay, family. Friends, thank you so much. And then you have a vision.
could someone maybe get me a black marker in Mokum, please? Thank you very much. So here you are. And you want to make sure you know who you are in Jesus Christ, okay? That's where it starts. It's okay to spend your whole day in bed eating chips. Jesus still loves you. And drinking mezzo mix, which is a, a German drink. A mix, a mix between orange juice and Coke. <laughs> yeah, it sounds ugly. <laughs> so here is who you are. And daily, you want to feast on the beauty of Jesus. Okay? That's your starting point. That's your first mission to um, the first commandment. Thank you very much. The first commandment to love your God with all your heart, thoughts, and strength. Okay? So that's where it starts. And you always make sure you are like uh, Mary of Bethany, spending, wasting your time at the feet of Jesus. And from there on, from the outpouring of your heart, you want to pursue, you know, the vision. But this is always your engine. Like with your car, you want to go somewhere, you make sure your car works. We see people pushing their cars. Do you remember that metaphor? So what happened with these people pushing their car? They did not want to stop and take time to get gas which is the time you take with the Lord every day. So they just pushed their car, which makes no sense. And then there's this vision. And so what's important to understand is that there's your calling. So God's dreams in you. We have to be very careful not to mix up our own dreams and God's dreams. And so sometimes, even in youth groups, you can hear them say, okay, pursue your dream, blah, blah, blah. And the people are not even sanctified, you know. So they have all these kinds of weird dreams. And they're like, oh, those are dreams from God. So first we need to cleanse, purify, metanoia, transformation, the washing of the word, okay. So there's our calling. But then what I'd like to emphasize is, and oftentimes we forget that, there's the season, What is the season that you are in now? So if you're like washing the bathroom, it's always this, you know, cheesy example, and you're called to be a missionary to the nations, you could get offended at God because you're like, hey, this is not what I'm doing. Because you don't understand times and seasons. There's a time for everything. When did Moses start his well-known ministry? He was 80, 40 years with Pharaoh, learning to be a king of Pharaoh, 40 years learning to be nobody, <laughs> and then 40 years learning to be a son that had been trained and was used by God. So he was 80. So all of us in this room, we still have a lot of time. So it's important to understand in which season am I with my local church? In which season am I with my house of prayer? In which season am I in this or that context on my YWAM base? And then to bring it to the next step. Does this make sense? Okay. I hope it does. So I'll let you read point three at home. Point four two. So those are all elements that you can think about and reflect on. I always uh, provide customer service. So if you have questions, I'm always happy to answer them. Even after the school, you can shoot me an email. And now we're going to turn the, the page. So now I'd like you to um, ponder on these four letters and to start the process. Okay, I'm going back home. I know it's only Tuesday. <laughs> Don't talk about the end of the school. It's so good. But I think it's good, you know. It's part of it. Like this school is not ending. It's only the beginning. 
and we'll talk about online coaching. Um, we've already talked about EPP. We've already talked about 111 Global. We've already talked about you know, YWAM. Okay, all these different opportunities. And each and every one of us, this is for sure, we're going to do something different. So we don't want to compare each other because we're not all in the same season of life. We want to inspire each other. Let's say it together. I don't want to compare. I want to be inspired. Turn to your neighbor and say, say inspire me. And point your finger. Inspire me. With your life and with your choices. Amen. So we want to inspire each other. So um, I'll go quickly over these questions and then I'll give you some time. First you want point A. Is everyone on the backpack page? Yes. A, the situation and challenges. So it's good to write down, to calculate the cost. This is what home looks like. These are my challenges. Okay. So an example, I'm going back to a small house of prayer. Um, the challenges were only three or four. And uh, we do a weekly uh, meeting, but we really need more people. Things like that. Okay? I'm going back to my church. Um, they don't really know about um, harp and bowl or night and day prayer. So I'd like to bring more prayer. So how am I going to do it? Point B, prayer topics and solutions. So you're going to, because you've described the problem or the challenge, you're going to apply the antidote. You're going to think of the Word of God, what it says in terms of solution and biblical promises. Point C, this is what I'm planning on doing. So then you're going to act. Okay? Pray, find the solution. And then there are a few elements that you want to do. And then point D, how you're going to feed the vision. Feed the vision. Keep the fire. Be inspired. Get new teachings. Who are the key people that you're going to connect with? So I'll give you a few minutes for that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So um, we're going to go to the next step. Thank you very much. I really love that we get to share this. It's kind of unique. Um, now I'd like to go into a time of Q&A, questions and answers. And uh, the focus, because this is what happens sometimes when you do Q&A, is that people um, are like, oh, it's the opportunity for me to talk now. So they bring on their comments or suggestions. Which is great, you know. Everyone here has something to say. So now I'm, I'm throwing out this challenge to you. Come up with this short question that you think could be of general interest. Does that make sense? Because during these three weeks, our commitment as staff is to spend time with you. We could have been, and I've seen this in other places, during the meals we're going to have our own room with another meal, and it'll be just us so we can rest. I've seen this in places, you know, and I, I can understand if you're, if you're tired. But it is a deliberate choice that we sit with you. And again, you know, we're not better than you, and oh, you have this honor to sit with us. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a choice to be together and to share, right? So even in these coming days, be intentional. I really loved Aaron's teaching. Or Jess, I want to know more about it. Can I sit with you and eat? Okay? So there's a time for that personal interaction. So here we really want to focus on leadership on the house of prayer. And what next? And then in the context of where I'm going. Does that make sense? And because we're not competing, want to inspire each other. Even though competition, you know, is not always bad. You know, boys compete, uh, things like that. Does that make sense? Any questions before we go?
Okay, <laughs> great. We have a first question, I believe. Yeah, it's it's all about communi communication uh, with the no, yeah, the challenges I'm standing for. So, so what's your context? Uh, my Going back to to a husband that doesn't understand yet what uh, the m the meaning of prayer and worship. Does he know Jesus? He does know Jesus. Okay. So I pray a lot. Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> yeah. So um, I believe prayer works and is powerful. And so your calling, that's your challenge, is to um, encounter Jesus daily. And like Esther, this oil, this bathing, these fragrances that you're um, soaking in would touch him and renew him. And keeping an unoffended heart and proclaiming. So you're not a beggar. You proclaim, my husband is on fire my husband is passionate is it the reality no is it the truth yes me and my family we serve the lord often we say we shall serve and it's like one day you know we'll serve perfectly i'm not okay with that today already we're weak and broken but today already we serve the lord even if they don't we proclaim it okay some people say fake it till you make it i say faith it Faith it till you make it. You like it, Marita? Yeah, I like Marita. If she smiles, I'm okay. I can keep uh, teaching. <laughs> Next question. I love it. Different contacts. And I want also the ones who don't ask questions. Maybe those who have already asked a lot of questions during the two weeks. Maybe, you know, withhold a little bit. Yeah, I'll take your question. Does that make sense? I'd like to hear those who usually don't speak. Or, or I'll... I'll find some volunteers or voluntolds for questions. Yes, Yvette. Yvette's from my hometown in Newcastle, Switzerland. How to um, inspire the church that they can catch the vision and that they know that it is important? Yeah. Because they say you can start, but yeah. we, ha we have other things to do. Yeah. Well, you kind of gave the answer to your question. You said, how can I inspire them so they get the vision? So it simply means it's not in their vision. Okay? So Jesus Christ died for you and me. Okay? And then these people that he died for, he called them out of the world into sanctification and multiplication and shining. So he did not die for the Baptist church or for the evangelicals or for the Catholics. He died for people. So this is one of my points. If you look at the first page, it's the point 4B. 4B and 4C. Some churches, some people as a group have chosen another vision. And you are never going to bring this message there. You are going to inspire individuals. Okay. If you look at another point, point D, submission. Without approval of your leadership, you can go nowhere. God honors the leadership in place so some here and don't get me wrong are called to maybe go somewhere else okay i believe in the local church in the local gathering of believers but i believe we all have a choice on how to do the church so some churches are very outward focused and so they're, they're user-friendly or seeker-friendly, you know? It's their choice. So they, they want to be careful with the songs and how you dress, to have everything short. And it's okay. We're all different in the body. But there are some places where it's going to be hard. Now, let's say there is an opportunity. You need to talk with the leaders. You need to share with the vision and pray for them a lot. But don't be discouraged. 
First, you are not called to save your local church. You are called to be a disciple, a lover. Okay? And your first mandate is to um, God, your couple, and your family. And if you're single, that's okay. You want to find a family with the same DNA and stay attached with them. And you want this to be a partnership. I can come and eat at your place. Sometimes I'll bring a dessert or I'll keep your kids. There's a place for each and every one of us in the family. God called families, not only individuals. Individuals, We have to choose salvation, but salvation is part of our inheritance through families. Okay? So I don't have all the solutions in that case, but those are kind of some ideas. Does that make sense? Is it helpful? Do I love the local church? Yes. <laughs> Who did Jesus call? The people, disciples, and he calls it his ecclesia. So it's not a denomination. It's not a building. It's not an activity. Here we are, the church. Okay? And when you start thinking ecclesia, which is the Greek word called out of the world, when you start, you are so much more into collaborating you're so much more into unity. You're so much more into this city belongs to us. All of us. So maybe you feed the poor. Maybe I have a prayer room. Maybe, you know, we're all called to pray, of course. You can't say, okay, you pray for me and I'll just be on the streets. But we're not going to do all the same thing. But God is calling us into more prayer and worship and transformation. Yes, I'm just wondering what you said. Sometimes we're uh, called to leave. Like if you are in your local house of prayer, but also in your local church, but the church doesn't have the the same vision really, how do you determine? Like, um, is it like better to just spend all your time and resources in the local house of prayer to really build it and inspire individuals? Or should you also invest in your local church? Yeah, how do you, how do you determine that? Of course, there's not one answer for everyone. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> No, that's a, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. Look, at the end of the day, we're all responsible for our own choices. And there's another parameter is that not a lot of people are doing this. You know, sometimes I preach on full-time missions. And I talk to the parents and I say, have you ever thought that your child, instead of being an engineer, a lawyer, or a teacher, you know, he would become maybe a full-time missionary and train for that. And then automatically I have people who come to me and you say, yeah, but you know, uh, we also need Christians in the marketplace. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so weird. I'm like, well, um, yes. It's like, this is the pie. This is what's happening. And I'm teaching like, well, you know, there's also something different. You know, you could do this. And they're like, yeah, but this also exists. Yeah, but we talk about it 99.9% .9 of the time. So if you have a calling, know that you're unique. Again, you're not better. <laughs> We're weak and broken. But there's been a calling. God is talking. That's why you need to check it out in your Bible and make sure what you heard, you know, is from God. Don't take it for granted. But then if there's something stirring in your heart, and I know you're touched with your whole family, it goes with Christian education, how I'm going to raise my children. You know? So definitely and obviously there's something new in you. There's a revelation. There's a deposit. There's a treasure. So you're going to feed it. You're going to study it. You're going to read it. You're going to be with people with the same DNA because that's your tribe. That's your calling. And often when we do something different, other people feel offended because they feel they're not good enough. And it's not the point. We're going from revelation to revelation. Back in the day, ladies had veils on their heads. Back in the days, we did not speak in tongues. Back in the day, we did not encounter the Father, how He's poured out His blessing of the Father. Back in the day, we didn't know how to have enjoyable prayer. That was back in the day. But today is a new day. Today is the day of salvation which is not just going from hell to heaven, but salvation of our thoughts, regeneration. So I think with the passion that I'm bringing, you kind of have your answer. There is no calling, there is no ministry in the Bible 
where you're called to sustain an organization. It does not exist. Like the ministry of finding problems. You have some people, they're in the ministry of telling you what's wrong. Oh, oh, hallelujah. It doesn't exist in the Bible. But a lot of people have that ministry. <laughs> Bizarre. I'm like heavily involved in the local church. I also love a lot of what I've learned here. It's been amazing. So where would you guys sit in terms of um, adapting the model a little bit in relation to the culture of the church, but also the culture of the country? So I'm, fr I'm from New Zealand, and like where would the where would the sort of cutoff be so that we could still sa stay connected to you, but but be still like working? To yeah. That's an excellent question. So. Um, how much do we adapt? I know House of Prayer, they don't have so many singers. So they, um, instead of singing responsively, they talk to each other, which is super biblical. We're called, you know, to, to con converse. And then um, I have another friend. He started a House of Prayer, but then he would go, you know, strong two hours on the platform with the sound, and it didn't work because the people didn't know how to do it. So I told him, you, you, you don't need, and he was having a lot of pressure for performance. I said, you sit with your people. They don't know what enjoyable prayer is. Again, not because we're better. It's just a revelation, a gift we've received, we want to share. And I said, instead of doing one hour of hardcore intercession, you sit with them for an hour. And the first half hour, you just listen to all their problems and all their prayer topics, and you bless them. And you pray for all those needs. And then you're like, guys, I'm okay to do this. But the second half hour, we're going to take only one topic. Hey, and by the way, we're going to take a Bible verse. Find one. Hey, and by the way, we're not going to describe it. Because God knows it. We knows it. Everyone knows it. There's no one who doesn't know it. So we're only going to proclaim the solution. And that works very well. I go into some churches and the only thing I do is to have them come at the mic and proclaim the word. And they start crying. Because they're like, Jesus, please bless my husband. No, bless him. Um, Jesus, would you? No, bless him. Um, I bl well, and they start crying. Because for the first time in their life, instead of begging, they're taking the authority. Remember? The identity. It's Jesus in you. Like, I didn't want to put me and Jesus around us. Because Jesus is at the center of us, but he's also around us, for those who didn't get the picture. So what was I talking about? Adapting. Exactly. So the values are without compromise. They're the non-negotiables. Enjoyable, long-term, biblical, positive, focused. Those are non-negotiables, and you need to acknowledge. And this is part, part three. If you could take part three on the first page. This is part three. I didn't have time to go into it. Pray, acknowledge the challenges. You put up a list of what's not going right. Because then you're going to take each symptom and hit it with the word. So you describe, that's your own process. And then you're going to find the solutions, proclaim them, do it. Pray and celebrate the victory. Repeat. <laughs> okay, so the, the, the model is so flexible, so flexible. I have seen so many um, churches embrace part of it. And that's what we want at the end of the day. You know, I prefer having someone here on this level growing to the next level than someone here and staying stuck. We want people who are teachable. And that's also one of my points. Some people do not want to change. 4H, point 4H. Some people do not. It's not up to you to decide. You pray for them. Just know there can be rocks and that can discourage you. But the, 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 these values are so transferable to so many cultures. Does that make sense? How you can go step after step? Really a process. So you need to keep this material and then have the wisdom of the times and seasons. And you to keep this fire, like coming back here or connecting with people or teaching. Exactly. It's really a, a dual process. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. My question, uh, to jump back a bit to what we spoke about earlier, what did you mean with point D when you wrote it uh, then? Okay. So point 4D, great question. 
submission. So we are called to submit to our leaders. Okay, that's the first thing. So if you chose to be in a local church, if you chose to be in a house of prayer, in a youth group, you submit to your leaders. Does that make sense? So that's the foundation. It's godly. You know, David to submit it to Saul, even though he was, you know, anointed king. But then without approval of your leadership, you can go. So you're not going to try to overthrow their power. You're not going to try to do it. It's, you know, th this is their vision. House of Prayer, I can do it alone. And this is answering Yvette's uh, question a little bit because I know the situation. This is, they give me a room. Well, I can use it, but I can't leave material, you know, whatever. So this is their vision. I'm not going to be able to do anything because even the Lord respects their sphere of influence. Well, even the Lord. <laughs> the Lord respects their sphere of influence. So we're not going to overthrow. Does that answer your question? So healthy submission without dying for something, because we're not called to die for an organization. So we need to take ownership, you know. Um, we know of some people, um, they've stayed in the, in the same local church because they wanted to be faithful for it, but there were no young people, and so then their children just left the church in general because for 10 or 15 years, while well, they followed the parents, and it was the pretext of being faithful, you know. And, and it was out of good intentions, but good intentions don't get us to heaven, you know. Good intentions don't sanctify us. We want God God ideas, not good ideas. Someone else? Probably take a last question. Yes? Who is it? Um, I'm thinking of you. Uh, uh, we can work together with, uh, with the house of prayer. It's more in a, a boiler room setting like Pete Crack, 24-7 prayer. Uh, and uh, do you have su suggestions for that? Or, uh, uh, maybe an opinion. So if, uh, if people have questions for uh, bur burner rooms, boiler rooms, <laughs> but you can go to Merhain. He's um, offering advice, right? Okay, that's good. Um, unless there's another question, I think I'm going to um, present... Did I? <laughs> so again, it's about the vision and being a leader, how to get musicians and people who uh, want to be involved. So that's, that's really, um, yeah, share the vision, have open doors, teach it, give out material that they would see the fruit of it, why is it, the bigger picture, organize workshops, have people come. Like I know you guys have Wes Hall who came. And Wes Hall uh, used to be at the Interna International House of Prayer University um, and International House of Prayer in Kansas City. So, you know, next time he comes, you can have him speak about the House of Prayer. But again, you know, if the, if the leaders, <laughs> that's not the topic they want him to, to talk on, you can't go beyond um, the vision of the church and the leaders. So it's just good to know it. So... Maybe I can spare you a few years of, <laughs> of being uh, offended of s or sad or discovering, you know, it really works and they want to embrace it and they want to go there. So I don't want to be um, negative neither, but it's really up to you to figure out. But know that you want to submit to the leaders of the church, the local church, and that's how it works. And they're doing a great job. So we really need to do this in love, you know. We've received something, but now it's, okay, how do we navigate these things? So I know some people are going for a season of training. Some people are um, coming uh, to, to EPP or to a house of prayer. Some people are going to do it as a family. Some people, so there are all kinds of different ways of responding to this message. But we definitely want to respond, and that's why we, um, we wrote down a few elements. So one of the ways of responding is through 111 Global Online Coaching. Yeah. <laughs> a few people are excited. That's okay. So we're going to have a little PowerPoint, and we're going to see what it is. So 111 Global Online Coaching is online coaching. I know. Isn't it so exciting? And this coaching 
is organized in this way. You can put the next one because I don't remember <laughs> what's in my PowerPoint. Together we go further. Since the beginning of these schools in 2015, our desire was not just to pop up, do an amazing conference, look at how good we are, and then disappear from your lives. Our desire was to build long-term, and I think we have it on the next. Our desire is to build long-term, so over several years, to connect with the people in an organic way, which has started during this week as we were doing our duties or eating or jumping from bridges. Oh, we want to create bridges. That's amazing. So we believe that there are local people with resources and it's kind of the idea of having a hub. So we are not doing this everywhere. We're doing secondary locations like this year. We're um, going to... Uganda or Slovakia after crescendo but Amsterdam has been chosen to be like a hub and so every year we have people who are in the marketplace or local people who join there's for example Johannes and Brigitte um, Stürner they join us every year and they've trained for two years in Kansas City. So they carry this fire and this DNA and they want to connect every year. So they come and so there's, there's a price to it. You know, it's not easy taking off and not uh, being paid or it's your holidays. So there are different ways of creating these bridges. And what we've also realized is that a lot of people are not coached in the ecclesia. So in the body of Christ, ideally, you are part of a group and someone coaches you like a father or a mother or a father figure, you know, and this person listens mainly <laughs> and then can give some insight and loves on you and prays. So for whatever reason, we find a lot of people who are uncoached or you can put whatever name you want if you don't like that or undiscipled or un-fathered. You know, so we believe, of course, it's better to have someone on site um, and to be able to hang out, have a coffee, but for whatever reason, it's not always possible. And so we offer online coaching. What does it look like? It looks like 10 Skype. Yeah, we can also use Facebook Messenger or all those fancy um, other softwares. <laughs> Just Skype is a generic name. So 10 Skype coaching sessions. This is what we offer. And uh, we have pastoral. So it's the aspect of, of listening. Where are you at? Okay, you're in a local church or you're in a house of prayer. You're in a YWAM base. And a lot of listening, you know, okay, let's pray and then we'll start. And then there's some theological elements. And then also music and prayer. So basically, it is totally adapted to your needs. Totally adapted to your needs. But you don't always know what your needs are. <laughs> so we're there to fill in and be like, this is what the person needs. But with love, of course. Next. There's homework too. Usually, the homework is like, read this book and make a little summary or study this topic. I have one of uh, my coaches. She was very touched by um, Ecclesia, what God is doing. She's feeling, a lot of people feel things, but they don't know how to put words. Have you already realized that? And all of a sudden you read this book or this little commentary. It's like, that's exactly what I felt. So then we invite people to go into the, the word and to come back one month later with what they found. So, so, we give them a little hints. Think of this, this passage, this chapter, okay? A little, and then they go, and then we talk about it. So it's homework in the sense, where are you at in your life, and what's the next step? We have a lot of people too. It's simply their vision, their life vision. You know, they're doing the things, and they don't really know why they're doing it. I have this family. They were very invested in the house of prayer, and a lot of pressure on them to make it happen, to have more people, to have it grow. A lot of pressure. And so my part in the coaching was to tell them your priority is God and your couple and your daughter. 
And so they totally refocused. And they're still doing house of prayer, but differently, without a foreign yoke. So very often when we get a message, we're all excited, but we don't really know how to deal with it. So it's just good to be with people of experience. When I opened a Christian school with my wife in the context of the local church, we went to people say, I've never done this before. What does it look like? Blah, blah, blah. So we feed on other people's experience. So there's one day where I'm fed by others and there's one day where I can feed others. Does that make sense? Okay, homework next. So what does this cost? Is it a thousand euros? No. Is it 500? No. Is it 400? Yes, no, no. Is it? <laughs> so it's, it's one time you can pay $300 for your 10 one-hour sessions through 10 months, for example, September to June, or you can pay month after month. So this is an invitation, and I'm going to hand out these sheets. As you fill this in, don't feel obliged to fill it because your neighbor did and you don't want to look bad. That's okay. At the same time, this is not a commitment. We'll get back to you through an email and we'll send you the link so you can register. So if you're still hesitant, it's okay. This is not a commitment. It's like I'm super interested. So we don't want to have 50 people, you know, and only five sign up, which would not be helpful. But at the same time, if you're not sure, you can still fill it. Are there any questions pertaining to 111 Global Online Coaching? Yes? So the coaches um, are people who are selected through the staff of 111 Global. No, maybe not, but you can always ask. But it doesn't mean like you need to make sure the person is, um, is available and wants to do it. And plus that they have the skills and approval of 111 Global. But yeah, it's, uh, it's mainly our staff from 111 Global.